You can now hear Tech Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or WebOS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Actually, episode 101 for the 25th of September, 2010. And I am Dave McVeigh, and I am joined in studio by Josh Philpott. Just, just a sec. Josh! I'm, I'm, I'm making coffee. Sorry, we've added coffee and tea facilities I'm, to the I'm studio. All right, well, I'll keep going. Then, What is this? This is the this is Tech Actually, the official tech podcast of geekactually.com. Normally, I'm joined in studio by Josh Philpott, but he's busy making coffee at the coffee and tea station. Um, now, just as you heard at the very beginning of this show, you can hear us on Stitcher Radio now, which is kind of exciting. We got um, two of our shows on Stitcher. I didn't actually apply for um, Geek Actually after show because I kind of figured that's kind of something that's personal to us anyway. Uh, but if you do have an iPhone, an Android, a BlackBerry, or a WebOS device like a Pre, and you want to hear us streamed, you don't want to have to worry about downloading it and all that sort of stuff, you can just go straight to Stitcher.com, download the free app, and we are streaming on that service, which is all very exciting. Now, we do have listener... Oh, Josh, you're back. I'm back. I'm back, and I now have coffee. <laughs> nice, to, nice of you to join us. I, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. I was just also very glad to get coffee. Needed coffee. Yeah, I got coffee yeah. before we started. I know, but I, <laughs> I thought it was worth it. I, I weighed up my options before I ran off, <laughs> and there was you, and there was coffee, and I'm sorry, but I just leaned towards coffee. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we do Bye, have, guys. <laughs> uh, we do actually have feedback this week, but because of the nature of the feedback, we're going to leave it to the end of the show, because um, Matthew... It's damning? They no, hate us? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Matthew, who's uh, sent us feedback in the past, Matthew Pinkstone, um, has said that he's now uh, got himself an iPhone, and I thought that's great. We'll read the whole email later but basically he's got an iphone and his first question was what the hell apps do i put on it mm-hmm. so we decided that the topic of today later in the show will be the top apps that you should have so absolutely so all, all uh new iphone users people who have already got an iphone are probably going to go oh old hat so forth but people who are new to iphone we're going to give you a list of stuff that's a good starting point yeah well the uh, interesting thing is dave i mean you say that that like um you know sort of there are a lot of sites that have already done that and you know you know pretty much every podcast and everything has done it before but the honest truth is it changes every week that's the great thing about that's iPad true. is that's every true. week you get new apps so People might be like, oh, well, you know, I know the great apps. It's like, yes, but do you spend the hours me and Dave do searching around (laughs) for new apps? I highly doubt it. Which brought me to an interesting thought on this, which was um, after this little – because basically this is like a primer to get you started. I thought what we might do at the end of each tech actually is we might have kind of like a pick of the week. Oh, dude, for total. Um, Seriously, I downloaded at least three to four apps Well, I'm thinking – Apps, hardware, software, anything, basically. Yeah. We both do a pick of the week, basically, what we think. And it's often going to be apps. Let's yeah. face well, it. Well, it would be apps. Um, I might 
occasionally throw a game if something's a jumped game, out A game, uh, a various piece of software that we think is really hot or mm. uh, a special that's going around at the time. Anyway, so I thought we'd think about that. Not this week because this week we actually have this primer list. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're going to start thinking about maybe a pick of the week, um, possibly apps, um, possibly something else. Probably m- aiming mostly at apps and then if something else crops up, we'll throw that in as well. <laughs> or if there's no good apps. Or if there's no good apps that week. <laughs> now, now if you don't have, the, let's face it, the first primer on this list, and you can all go out and get this right now before we actually start this whole thing, is go out and get FAD. Uh, mm. F-A-A-D, which is free app of the day. Mm. Um, and this is a really, really handy app to have on your phone. And you just check it daily and really good stuff comes up free. Yes, and anyone that is watching this, the current uh, FAD download is a game called Galaxy on Fire. I have only played 10 minutes of it, but I almost started playing it while we were actually doing the show. Well, yeah, if you, anybody who's in our chat room knows you were playing it before we started. Exactly. Look, it is. Um, <laughs> I've played the first 10 minutes and it brings me back to the days of Wing Commander and Renegade. So uh, anyone that's into those kind of games, get this game. Very good, very good. Okay, so let's get on with this news for this week so we can get on to our apps because I really want to get on to the apps. Uh, first thing we're going to say is that the um, – it's kind of like the English are coming, the English are coming. The iPad competition is coming. The iPad competition is coming. <laughs> At the beginning of this year, um, a whole bunch of tablets were announced. And then the iPad came out and all the tablets dried up and disappeared. And we don't know why. <laughs> they just kind of went away. Um, so – uh, we've been waiting all year for Apple to actually have some competition. And there's actually an old saying uh, in the tech industry, which is if you give Apple a head start, they'll take everything. Yeah. And that's basically what they've done. By giving them the grace period of the iPad that they've given them, um, it's going to be really hard for these people to compete as it is. But well, we do have... Yeah, but there is, an, there is a market for them because there are a lot of people that come in that have that standardized idea that Apple's iPad is useless. And it doesn't matter how many times I try to explain it to them or explain what it can do or when they say it doesn't do this and I explain that it can, that they still just completely blank over it. <laughs> um, like, I mean, there, there are people that want to buy something else. And so many people will walk away from the iPad table just due to one feature. Mm. Does it have a USB port? No? Okay, then fine. Will it play Flash? Exactly. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's another mean, big one. There are those two major factors that if someone fills that gap, Apple's going to have a choice to either destroy them by adding Flash, which would just annihilate any chance of competition because no one would care anymore, mm-hmm. um, or... Interestingly enough, though, what I thought was fascinating was with the announcement of the Windows Phone 7. Yeah. I got it right. The, the Windows Phone 7, it doesn't support Flash. Yeah. No. So it's like, what's going on here? You know, it's like... It's a I very... think we are pushing towards getting rid of it. So. I can only hope. Anyway, let's talk about some of the announcements uh, that we've had this week. And there's a couple that we're going to talk about that haven't been announced yet, but we're, that are impending. Uh, first of all, the first competitor to the iPad we actually talked about several months ago, which was the Dell Streak, which I still think is the worst name ever given to a tablet. Yeah. Um, now, so the we reason- had the pad and the streak. Yeah. Just don't mix them. (laughs) Um, So this is, uh, when we actually talked about the Dell Streak uh, many months ago, it was uh, coming. Mm. And it was coming, and it was coming, and it was coming. And then it disappeared. And it disappeared. And now it's back. And here it is. So this is the Dell Streak. Uh, It's a five-inch tablet, uh, which... Five inches isn't a tablet to me. Five inches is a very large cell phone. And if you look at the hand, you know, that in the hands, that's not a tablet. I love how awkwardly he's holding it. It's like... He's got his hand up. You want to see something even? Of... Do you want to see something even more awkward? Yeah. The Dell Streak is also a phone. 
<laughs> you know what that reminds me of, dude? You know what that fucking reminds me of? That reminds me of the Engage. Yes! How, how much yes. does that... Re- you know, and it's like no matter what way they tried to sell it to you, there was no good-looking way to use an Engage as a phone. No, absolutely. And even the Engage was smaller than that thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I look at it and go, this is not a tablet. This is some hybrid uh, in between a phone and a tablet. Um, so, okay, so that was Dell's first attempt. Apparently Dell is coming out with, and I don't have a picture of this one, the second competitor has actually been announced. They're actually going to unveil a 7-inch uh, tablet. Mm. Um, now, I don't have a, a name for this one, but it will yeah. also be running on Android, um, and it's basically the big brother of the five-inch streak. Um, so those are those are coming, okay? But the first real competitor as such, or what they're calling a competitor to the iPad, is something called the Galaxy Tab. Now, the Galaxy S was Samsung's entry into smartphones, mm. and the Galaxy Tab, once again, is a seven-inch uh, iPad, uh, iPad, seven-inch tablet. It looks like this, so it's very iPad-ish, mm. um, but it's actually a lot smaller than the iPad, and I actually do have a comparison shot here. This is an iPad sitting next to it, um, and you can see that they're actually very different in size. Mm. Um, now, the Galaxy is uh, coming out. Now, this is going to be a stumbling block for them, I think, because the Galaxy is going to cost $999 when it comes out, um, and it's only 16 gig. As opposed to the, what is it, 700, 700 and something dollars I spent for a 32 gig iPad. So now advantages are going to be, uh, it's going to be running Android, of course. Of course. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be running Android 2.2. It's a 3G Wi-Fi tablet that can also make phone calls. Now, once God. again, this thing is too big to be a phone, guys. I've got a picture of it in the hand. Here we go. <laughs> it looks like this in the hand. Can you imagine making a phone call with this thing? Um, <laughs> make phone calls. It'll offer 16 gigabytes of internal All storage. All I can think of, dude, is that there was this old uh, British comedian show, and for an entire episode, they had this running gag throughout of this guy walking around with a giant cell phone, and he would just pick it up in random ears and just be like, "Hello, can you hear me?" It's like that is how you're going to have to use. You're going to have to lean it down, talk, and then quickly run your face back up. Yeah, the well, the only side. way, I, the only way I can see it working as a phone is to have a headset. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to have it as a headset. But then, what are you gonna do? Well, Dude, it's not gonna fit in your problem, pocket. The problem is, you look at something like that, and all it screams is the PSP to me, which is that it added the functionality of being able to be a music player, but it was so awkward to use as a music player because you'd have to turn it, press the button, then stick it in your bag, and rely on the little thing that you yeah. had on the remote on the actual string. So it's just. Things like this don't work, guys. No, they don't work. And I, I just see this as being a phone call. Being a phone device is not good. Now, it'll offer 16 gigabytes of internal storage with the opportunity to expand this by a further 32 gigabytes through micro SD. Hmm. That's a plus because the iPad should have had an SD slot, quite frankly. Damn right. There is also front and rear-facing cameras, and the device weighs 380 grams, half of what the iPad costs. But oh, let's, let's, let's be very clear about this. It's half the size. <laughs> All right, so it's not surprising that it weighs half as much. Okay, there's also another competitor coming out, which is BlackBerry. Uh, BlackBerry is also releasing a tablet now. There's, uh, it's unofficial at this point because it doesn't, they're having an announcement next week. So the theory is that at the next week's announcement, they will be announcing the BlackBerry tablet, which will also be a 7-inch touchscreen, uh, contain two built-in cameras, um, but those who want to access the internet over 3G networks will have to do so through the BlackBerry smartphone. So it's basically got MiFi capabilities. Yeah. 
which is kind of interesting. All right, so that's those are some competitors. Now, I've actually got this sheet right here, which I think is very interesting, because this actually lists the competitors and says Apple iPad, 9.7-inch screen. Uh, the Asus is releasing something called a triple E-pad. Yes, no, I've heard about this. That one actually excites and me. And that's going to be 10 to 12 inches. Mm. So that's, no, that's dude, I've, back I've, in the realms um, of possibility. I've seen concept drawings of what it could possibly look like, and knowing Asus... Everything they do looks beautiful. Yeah, no, I'd be interested to see that one. I'd also be interested to see Lenovo's, uh, what they call the LePad. And, um, um, they can la fuck off. And it's going to be, it's gonna be Lenovo, <laughs> No, Lenovo will charge you two and a half grand. For and I bet you it'll be Windows 7. Yeah, they'll um, all be Windows 7. Well, no, and a lot of them are Android. Um, are the Asus, um, Asus and will be... Acer uh, are both using parts of Android uh, yeah. before they boot up. C- uh, Cisco is releasing what's called the Cius. Uh, that's going to be a seven-inch tablet. Acer is going to be releasing one uh, that doesn't have a name yet. That's going to be seven inches. Rim is releasing the BlackBerry one, seven inches. Samsung's Galaxy Tab, seven inches. Dell Streak, five inches. So the only competitors to the actual what we would refer to as a tablet, mm. which is let's face it, what was the, what was the concept behind the tablet? The tablet, the iPad was supposed to be the replacement for the netbook. Yeah. So to make it any less than ten inches is pointless yeah. because a netbook is ten inches. Yeah. Right. That's kind of my point. Right. So the only ones that are going to compete in this arena are going to be the EPad with yeah. the triple EPad and the LePad from Lenovo. Everybody else is seven inches or less. Yeah. So they're all glorified cell phones, much bigger cell phones. And I just I don't want my cell phone to be that big. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. No, I agree. <laughs> anyway, but then we had this curious little entry. Now, this is a video, and it's four minutes long. We're not going to play the whole movie. We're just going to play a little bit of it for you guys because I want you to hear his voice um, because he makes, me, he makes me laugh. But HP, apparently, and I say apparently because we don't actually know whether or not this is real or not. <laughs> All right, so uh, HP apparently has a tablet coming out as well, running yeah. Windows 7 Touch, um, and it's basically a Windows 7 tablet. Um, and it's for the enterprise market. Now, how this guy got hold of this thing, I don't know. But let's have a look at this. This is, uh, this is I don't know where he got it, but it actually says on the back, prototype. So I don't know where he got it. But anyway, here we go. Um, What's up, YouTube? Love his voice. To give you a review, I guess, on the HP Slate. I hate the rubberized I back. I one here in my hands. Mm. It's not actually out yet. As you can see, it is a prototype. Not for sale, but I have my hands on one early. So I'm going to show you on the outside. <laughs> this is now, see, watch some of these. This man has HP no fear of repercussions. Camera, 3 megapixels. All right, so it's got a camera on the back. And a nice rubbery plastic texture on the back. I hate the back. I hate the shape of it, actually. And pretty Look thin, how pretty thick that thing is. Lighter than the iPad. As you see, SD card on the side. And a keyboard button. For the on-screen keyboard to come up, and a microphone. I hate the fact that it's got a hardware keyboard. On the top, you have the volume buttons. I don't actually have a problem with that. A USB that? port. USB port. Mm-hmm. A control alt delete key and a home key. I love control alt delete. Other side. <laughs> power button slash lock. You can lock it. And it's running on Windows 7. 
I am ass face in our chat room. It says Dave hates it because it's not Apple. Actually, that's not true. I hate it because Bottom it's chunky and horrible. But the reason so why I really actually that fat day. No, but also have a look at that. That's actually not a ten inch tablet. What is that? That's that's probably a seven inch, right? Seven to eight. Seven to eight. Camera there. Now the reason why I actually hate it is because it's running Windows Seven, and Windows Seven does not work well as a touch device. Um, they've tried it, they've tried it, and they've tried it. Now watch, he's going to boot this thing up in a second. Watch how long this takes to boot. So much for the instant, the instant on concept of a tablet. Okay, so he hits the button. <laughs> Still black screen. It's it's usually fast. Usually fast. It's, fa- it's faster, faster usually than this. <laughs> Nor the in our chat room says the problem with being Windows 7 is the battery life will be about 20 minutes. I would go even less. Yeah. Here it is loading up already. Oh, look, it's still loading. Still no, get- look, if it has a six cell battery and it's using an Atom processor, there is the possibility that it'll last up to eight hours. So let's be fair. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the interface. Done. All right. Great, so it's using Windows 7 Touch. What a really stupid idea. Yeah. Now, just so that we clarify, because we made fun of the Control-Alt-Delete key before, um, for those who don't know, because I tell you what, I actually didn't know this, and I had to look this up. Uh, The Control-Alt-Delete key is not just because it's the Microsoft three-finger salute, which I thought was cute that they would put that button on there. Um, It is actually, apparently, for Enterprise, you have to hit the Control-Alt-Delete key to get the login screen for an Enterprise server. Um, so this device is designed for the enterprise. If this is real, it's an enterprise device. Yeah. Why an enterprise device would want to have a chunky-ass, slow-ass Windows 7 machine instead of a sleek Android design- device, um, I don't know. Android is a much faster system. Yeah, I know. I've actually played with... Um, uh, Acer Notebooks come with the ability now to install uh, like a front-end, hmm. which is like Android, and then you can go to Windows if you want to. Yep. Um, it is blisteringly fast. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's designed to run on cell phones. This thing is going to be a really fast system. I know, but it works like the way that it's set up is very much more like the Windows, what people are used to. Well, that'll be like, the interface. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, and you've got the pull tabs to be able to pull back between multiple desktops and stuff. There's this very cool little concept nice, behind it. Nice. And um, I will love to see somebody do something with it because it's obviously made with touch in mind. Hmm. So it's like when you look at it, it's just like this would be so much easier if I was using my finger. Yeah. So I can't wait to see who grabs that and uses it for tablets. I'd be interested. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're running an Android device at the moment, I'd love you to write into us and tell us what your experiences are with an Android mm-hmm. device because we don't have a lot of them on the market in Australia yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be very curious to know what people are actually saying about them. Um, which tablet gets Ubuntu? I think the days of Linux going onto the tablets is probably gone now yeah. because of Android. Android is Linux. I mean, Android's Linux under the hood. Yeah, but it's a much more sleek version. Like, I I used to use Ubuntu on two mm. different computers. And, um, look, I mean, it's a great system for what it does, and it's much easier than most of kind of your Red Hats or anything like that, you know, or... Mm. Even some of the easier ones, like Easy P, what was it? Easy Peasy, I think, is another one, a yeah, Linux-based yeah. system, and so on and so forth. All of these ones here don't work as well as, like, Android is so obvious when you use it. It's like mm. you, you well, can just look at the screen. Well, Android back not... all the bullshit and exactly. got right down to the core of it, and it works really well. Um, now, I do have here, there was something, why did I have this printout? There was something here that I liked. Um, oh, this is a review of the Dell Streak. Um, and I thought there was one line in this, which I, I thought this is written by Rachel Metz uh, at news.com.au. And I just had to attribute this review to uh, for those who are thinking about the streak. Um, 
this one line in her review just I loved. It said, the streak's enormity is inescapable. It's a little less than six inches long and three inches across, so it looked mammoth in my petite hands. I felt felt like a little kid holding her father's smartphone. That was just beautifully said. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the idea of a streak as a phone is a really stupid idea. But, you know, there's going to be a market for these smaller tablets. Um, there is definitely going to be a market for these smaller tablets. Nordy says, I love Linux. Installed Debian uh, on someone's PC. Why is, um, why is it in dues? How do I start the OS? Oh, why is it in DOS? I deuce. God. Oh my God, now, Dave! I can't believe. I have you to. Just I have to that. just caveat. So I'm reading these sentences off. I have to, I have to uh, caveat this whole show by saying I've had four hours sleep. Bear, bear with me. <laughs> my son went to camp today. So, uh, okay. Uh, why is it in DOS, and how do I start the OS? Well, that's a very typical question. Unless somebody set it up for you to auto boot into an OS, there's a little bit of a learning curve to Linux, and that's the problem with it. Yeah, um, and this is why, uh, guys. To put it this way, um, as someone that's used Linux um, for a while, even with like programming knowledge, it still took me a good um, probably three weeks to learn how to correctly use Linux. Hmm. So yeah, like there was a lot of learning about particular ways to do things and learning how to compile. And yeah, so Linux is not a great thing to get into if you don't have some. Base. Yeah, I remember. I remember going back two years ago when Jake was on the show. He had a, a netbook with he had a tr- original, yeah, yeah, yeah. original Asus triple EPC with Linux on it. I have the same one. And he used to sit here fighting with his computer constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, no, it's, I immediately got rid of that front end and put Ubuntu on it. And mm. um, well, I think he eventually him. did, and now he's he's moved away from it altogether. So um, I think he's actually on an iPad now. So yeah. Okay, let's move on. That's our iPad competition. I don't know whether it's going to really take market share away from Apple at this point. It's going to be a very, very interesting second half of the year to see what happens with some of these. And some of these things won't even be available until early next year. So it'll be very interesting to see where all this is going to. Now, Calicent says, I've had about four hours sleep as well, but he blames Civ Five. <laughs> uh. Um, I never got into the Civilization games, you know. I, I, did, I tinkered with them. I played with them. They're kind of nice, but I never really got obsessed by them. No. Look, I got obsessed with one and then three for a while. I didn't touch any of the other ones. It got a little bit too... Like, uh, it's the same reason I don't get into the Total War games. It's just mm. too much thought. And like the problem is that they are games that require a large amount of time, and I never have large amounts of time. So. I actually much prefer... I was always a little bit on the uh, the faster end of things. I, w- I always much preferred the Warcrafts or the Age of uh, Empires or those mm-hmm. sort of games, which were much more mission-based. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving right along, uh, how about the fact that we have to have all new respect for our Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, because apparently Julia Gillard has been spotted playing Angry Birds on her iPad. <laughs> And I say, any PM that is willing to play Angry Birds on their iPad and get photographed... It means they, it means they have, you know, a small sense of humor. It means they're human. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Speaking of human, or not quite so human, Josh, I need your help on this one. <laughs> See if you know anything about this. This screenshot that I'm showing here right now is not a shot from Second Life, which is what it looks like. It's actually a shot from Michael... What's it called? Michael World? Planet Michael which is the new Michael Jackson MMO. So what do you do? Uh, okay. It says here, according to this article, news.com.au, it says the estate of late, uh, of late superstar Michael Jackson has entered a licensing deal 
to create, or as they wrote, they've got a typo that says to create, <laughs> which I think is actually much more appropriate, to create. <laughs> to create a massively multiplayer online game where dancing will be the main weapon. Keep going. Unlike many MMOs, which place an emphasis on combat, Planet Michael will stay true to Jackson's claim that he was a lover, not a fighter. Because Michael Jackson was very much a pacifist. Oh, yeah, he was a lover. We know that. (laughs) Too soon? Too soon? (laughs) It's never too soon with him, man. Uh, Was very much a pacifist and into healing and creativity. Our focus isn't on violence, says Josh Gordon, the game publisher, sorry, SEE Virtual Worlds. There won't be guns in this world or things like that. It'll tend to use music and dance and more creative ways to navigate through the world. So where do we get to the part where you touch up little boys? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I assume that's a, I, that's a core element. I love the fact that one of the scenes is a graveyard. Appropriate? <laughs> oh, too soon? Too soon? <laughs> Michael actually pops out of a thing. It's like, I was never dead. Well, there's actually been speculation as well as to, uh, if, if, I don't know if you've been following this, but in Plants vs. Zombies, they had to remove the Michael, oh, yeah, yeah, the Michael Jackson remember. zombies, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, there's talk that the reason, one of the reasons why they may have had to remove those is because of Planet Michael. Well, you know what, dude? I don't really care because, you know what? <laughs> I will get this game just for the lols. Well, it's free. Apparently, I know. I'm gonna well, as soon as it's open. I'm gonna. Dude, go I'm gonna look. grab it, and I reckon we should spend a good six hours living up our Michael characters, <laughs> and we will we will relay our awesome experiences <laughs> on the show. It says it's set for a 2011 release. Uh, if anybody from SEE Virtual Worlds is listening, give us beta passes. We want to go into this thing and have a look. Wait, wait. So Sony's doing it? Is it Sony? Is that SEE? S-E-C- yeah, that's yeah. Sony uh, Corporation Entertainment something. Whatever it is. It's that logo that comes up when you start up old PS1 games. Oh, there you go. S-E-E or C, Virtual Worlds. Oh, um, wait, did you say S-C-E-E? S-E-E. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. C. Nah, C, Virtual Worlds. Is the kind of- Let's make a guild. Fuck yes. <laughs> All right, everyone in this chat room, we are going to play this game together. We're going Absolutely. to set up we're going to set up a place and we're going to create a dance off. As soon as somebody hears any news about where we can get into this thing, Write to us. We will set up a guild. All right. Fucking so in. <laughs> I want to go to Planet Michael. <laughs> All right. Cool. Now, from one very rich person to another very rich person, uh, let's have a talk about Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates is not setting up an MMO uh, game. Bill Damn. Ga- Bill Gates. That'd be fun. All you have to do is screw everyone over and liquidate companies. <laughs> Bill Gates uh, was just listed in Forbes magazine this week as now being the richest man in America. Uh, he is worth, according to this article, $56 billion. I think Forbes actually had it higher than that. But uh, he's worth an awful lot of money. Let's put it that way. According to a recent uh, interview with the UK newspaper The Sun, he said, I will give the kids, when he dies, I will give the kids some money, but not a meaningful percentage. That's such a dick. <laughs> it says, uh, setting the numbers so that they need to work, but they feel reasonably taken care of, according to this article, is, a hard, uh, is hard to figure out. Hmm. Basically, what he's saying is he wants to give his entire fortune uh, to charity when he yeah. goes. Um, he's going to, because of feeding the world policies and all that. Uh, sort of, you, know, you know, all of his, all he's, that. He's got know. a lot of charitable foundations. I give, I give Bill Gates look, a yeah, lot of credit. Look, for, I'm just giving him shit. Dude. I give Bill Gates a lot of credit for his charity work. The reason why I'm bringing this article up is not the fact that he's not going to give his kids any money and the fact that he's going to give it all to charity. That's one thing. Mm. My question is, if he feels that way and he is legitimate, yeah. 
Why isn't he giving it away now? My argument is still the fact that he can continue to make more money for his charities based entirely on the fact that um, he has so much money that it no doubt allots more than I will make in my entire life in interest per day. So by the time he dies, it'll be worth a lot more and therefore probably solve all the world's problems in one go. That's a very interesting point, actually. I like that. Yeah. That's very true. The amount of interest that he would earn on yeah. this amount of money is huge. Yeah. Okay, that's, that, that's a very valid point. I hadn't even thought about that. But yes, through investments, he can actually make that fortune bigger exactly. to give even more. Well, because I know that he gives a percentage of his returns back he gives to a these lot. charities. He's got several constantly. foundations, the Gates Foundations, where he's actually uh, trying to immunize the world and he's trying to control the weather. I know. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. I, that was that's my whole plan with this though, that the guy is trying to seem as, you know, sort of noble as possible. So when he brings in his giant weather machine of death and takes <laughs> over the planet, everybody will be like, But we never saw it coming. <laughs> the giant weather machine of death. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, so he's not leaving his kids his fortune. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna suck to be his kids though. Surely you'd just be like you're dick, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they must be sitting there going, ah, oh, Dad. <laughs> However, I do have, before we get into our apps of the day, um, we're going to move away from this. We got just two stories we're just going to do uh, very quickly. One of them in the, I've written it in the show notes as, um, uh, and now in the what the fuck were you thinking department mm. comes invisible airplanes. Yeah. And here I, I have an example of one. <laughs> this is Wonder Woman and her invisible jet. Now, apparently scientists are actually looking at, you know, the, when you go into things like those uh, trolley cars and stuff where the floor becomes transparent? Yeah, yeah. They're thinking about making an airplane like that so that you get up to 10,000 feet and then the fuselage becomes transparent and you can watch the sky and the ground below you. No fucking way am I getting on that airplane. I am down with that, dude. I love those things. I'll I, be one of the few people that'll be into that. I'm sorry. Can you imagine the nervous flyers already? They're sitting in the seat. They're holding. They're gripping the handrest, and they're going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And suddenly the plane just disappears around them. I would just love to be sitting there. You know, like you've managed to get over the fear of it, and you've relaxed a little, and you just look across, and a little bit of smoke comes out of the engine. Just one little puff. But then from then on, you're just looking at it going, is is it going to do it again? Is it? I can't see. It's. Uh, oh god. Yeah. Oh god. oh god. I don't look. I don't think I would want to look down and see the clouds and ground below my feet while I'm in a commercial airliner. I, I just can't see myself really wanting that. Although Northy in our chat room says that's kind of cool. I I'm with you, Northy. I reckon <laughs> right. let's take a flight on this plane. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> and numero zero back to our last story says, "Ah, Dad, how will I afford another solid gold Humvee?" <laughs> Somehow I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Now, we've got one. Uh, there was actually a couple stories, but we're running a little bit late, a little bit long, so we're going to skip that one. We had one about Frankenfish. We'll skip that one for the moment. I'll come back to that in the after show, maybe, because it's just funny. <laughs> but I thought we would just mention this really quickly, because this one just terrified me. Um, this is actually the worm to end all worms. Now, I don't have all the details here at this point. Do you want to explain to people that may not understand what a worm is, Dave? Okay. Um, a worm is basically it's um, uh, a, a program that has a payload. Uh, you, uh, you, people talk about viruses all the time. What they often talk about when they're talking about viruses is worms. Mm -hmm. um, because what actually happens when you receive that exe file or that bat file that basically says, you know, uh, Anna Kornikova nude, right? Uh, and you double click on it, you're actually activating the program. And what often happens is it writes itself into your sysadmin files or what have you. Mm -hmm. Now that writing, it, it's basically burrowing like a worm and it can move 
through the system, depending on how well it's written. Yeah. Now, worms up until now have been, you know, they might delete your hard drive. They might email themselves out. They might do all sorts of stuff. They might open thousands and thousands of windows. They might open thousands of windows. They might do all sorts of things. However, and this comes from the most unlikely source. Okay, so I just want to make sure that we're very clear. This comes from the Christian Science Monitor. Okay, because the scientists were interviewed by the Christian Science Monitor. Mm. So it's a really unlikely source. This was also, I got it from uh, Sydney Morning Herald, yeah, but they got the story from there. The experts have basically started to talk about this new worm called Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Now, Stuxnet, or Stuxnet, depending on how you pronounce it, is what they are now referring to as the world's first weaponized software. And this is terrifying. Uh, apparently, it is already uh, infected over 45,000 machines around the world in industrial areas. And what this thing is, it's got one target. So if you've been infected by it, it may not necessarily hurt you. Mm. It's, uh, it's basically got a key, and it only fits one lock, yes. and it's looking for that lock. Yes. When it finds that lock, the experts are saying that what this thing is going to do is basically self-destruct the entire system. Now... What their concern is, and they off, they actually think that it's probably aimed at a nuclear plant. And if it finds the appropriate nuclear plant to get into and activates shutting down the systems, it would literally melt down a reactor. Mm. This is terrifying. Yeah, and dude, there's so many things, um, if you knew what you were doing, that you could do that sort of damage with. I mean, mm. there was a report um, a while ago where they gave a bunch of top hackers basically the world and said or go on to show us what you could do. And within a very short period of time, they had access to, you know, sort of uh, um, hydro plants, you mm-hmm. know, nuclear power plants, and they could shut these things off. So, like, I mean, this sort of technology is not new. No, it's just, this is just it's an just, amazing... This is, this is one of those ones where it is terrifying because we don't know what it's going to hit. Well, it says here, according to Ralph Lang- Langner... Uh, a German cybersecurity uh, researcher, he actually said, his quote is, until a few days ago, people did not believe a directed attack like this was possible. Mm. This is really focused. Yeah, um, like this is this is with just the ta- task of destroying one thing. Yeah. It's interesting because it's cyber terrorism. And like, I mean, we've we joked about it and we've had books about it and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's never really been to this level. Mm, mm. Um, they've still managed to keep a certain level of control over the internet, which is a laughable concept, but with major places and major, you know, sort of important networks and so on and so forth, they have managed to keep this stuff off. Yeah. Something like that. There's a, the the thing that's really scary about this particular one, and this is where we will, we'll just put the caveat out right there. Make sure you have a decent firewall, good virus protection on your Mm. machine, and you keep it regularly updated. Because how do you get this? This is actually uh, able to take over a computer system via nothing more than a rogue memory stick. Mm -hmm. All it needs to do is just copy itself to a memory stick. As soon as you plug that thing in, bingo, it just infects. It just runs itself off. This thing is a very, very clever, very, very targeted uh, piece of software. Now, it could just be a 12-year-old who has written something and people yeah. are way overreacting to this thing, right? Well, that's unfortunately <clears throat> the truth of 90% of these kind of viruses. Is mm. They're just some been, smart ass. They've been studying this and they're saying that they know what the code is. The activation code is mm. DEADF007, so DEADF007. Uh, they do know that it looks like it will force a network's industrial process to self-destruct. Mm. They do know that it's not about stealing data. This thing doesn't seem to steal any data, but it is about manipulation 
of an industrial process. Um, so they know lots about it. Mm. They just don't know what it's aiming at. And they know that it looks like it's arm, armed for one target. And unfortunately, they believe, they suspect, anyway, they suspect that one of the targets that could very well be the target is Iran's new nuclear plant. Mm. Um, and that's what they're very concerned about. They're very concerned that it's, it looks like it's aiming at that. Um, this thing's scary. And, you know, we don't want to talk about these things uh, to just scare people. But it is something that's really, really intriguing. And you look at it and go, Wow. If this is the future of warfare, mm. that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. You know, uh, we won't have troops on the battlefield anymore. It'll be about taking down the industrial complex instead. It'll be about blowing the helicopters out of the sky before they even Take get off. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, just drop them out of the sky. All right. Well, we're going to get onto our topic of the week uh, because we're running late, as always. We always seem to run late on this show. Actually, this show we're generally under control. But this is in answer to an email we got, and I'll read the email out. It's from uh, Matthew Pinkstone, who wrote, "Hi guys. Uh, today I finally went. Uh, uh, today I finally wept a tearful goodbye to Telstra and my crappy old plan and my Symbian OS bucket of cantankerous electrons E71, and have now joined the rest of my family on Virgin, aka Optus, and have joined." the iPhone Brigade, which goes nicely with my MacBook Air. But now I want an iPad for Christmas to complete the set. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, Don't we all? In any case, there's 200 gajillion apps to choose from. What are the most, what are your must-haves? Top 10, possibly? Best in each category? Maybe? Something to go on, please. I'm nearly lost in the App Store without somebody to guide me. Thanks, Matt. And Matt, we are here to help. My headphones are falling off. We're here to help. Uh, Josh and I decided that we would take up this challenge and say, well, okay, there's a lot of new iPhone users out there. And we thought, if you're a new iPhone user, let's talk about some of the apps that everybody should just immediately pull down and put onto your iPhones because they are good value. Now, Josh is kind of taking it from uh, uh, a much more hardcore gamer's point of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've taken it from the social gaming point of view. And as far as uh, uh, utilities is concerned, we've kind of split them up. Yeah. All right. So what we thought we'd do is um, I got I got five utilities. Josh has got five utilities. I've got five games. Josh has got five games, and we've got some other yep. little bits and pieces. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's try this on. Josh, you want to go first? Uh, let's let's which hit utilities. Let's, let's do utilities first. All right. So you've got your new iPhone. You bring it home. You activate it. You back it up. You do all this stuff. You hit the i. You hit the iTunes Store. Mm-hmm. What are you going to put on this thing? Uh, okay, well, my number five um, for the list was actually Comic Book, which is something you showed me, mm-hmm. um, because A, it's a free version of the $15 app that's available. Um, it is perfectly usable. It is much better on the 4. I have it on both my 4 and yep. my 3GS. The 3GS is a little bit more annoying and doesn't load as fast, but on a 4, it's very usable mm-hmm. and for a free app. Just fantastic. It's just amazing. And we'll just add a bonus one in here um, because I didn't put it on the list, but that's the free version. Mm. And if you want to spend money, a better comic book reader Mm. uh, with more features, but not necessarily you don't have to have it, Mm. but a better reader is one called Comic Book Moby, but that's going to set you back 10 bucks. Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So Comic Book Moby will cost you 10 bucks, but the other one is from the people who do. Comic Book Lovers is their Mac app yeah. and their PC app, and they have a free reader for the iPhone, which is one Josh is yeah, talking cool. about, which is good. Oh. All right, the, uh, now I'm going to uh, start from the bottom. I'm going to say, I'll start from the top, actually. I'm going to say, if you're in Australia, mm. 
Mm. Uh, I think one of my first apps that I ever pulled down was if you're in Australia and you remember those little books, the postcode books that you always had to get at the, the, mm. the post office if you're sending a lot of mail, and I hate those postcode books and I always lost it. Well, there is actually one on the iPhone called Australian Postcodes. It's by Zebra 5 Software. It's free mm-hmm. and it's updated regularly and it has all the postcodes and it's a great little app if you're in Australia. Mm. Okay. Josh, next one. Uh, my next one is uh, PhotoShare, which I think is a useful one to have for anyone because between iTunes, uh, iPhone users, you can download your entire photo library or a bunch of pho- photos that you want. Um, I always carry with me uh, at least kind of 100 backgrounds because mm-hmm. I change backgrounds every week, and I'll always get someone that'll be like, hey, that's a really cool background, and I can just quickly flick it to them. It takes about two seconds to set yep. up. Um, it's just very simple, and it's free. Is it Bluetooth, is it? It's Bluetooth. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I'm going to say is a free one is uh, Evernote. Mm-hmm. Now, if you hopefully most people know what Evernote is. Evernote is available on all platforms. Basically, it is available on your PC and Mac. It's free. It is a note-taking uh, application that is uh absolutely amazing. I use it all the time. Uh, it syncs. So if you're out and about and you see something on the shelf and you say, oh man, I must make remember that, key it into Evernote and it immediately syncs back to your computer. So when you get home, it's also on your desktop version. And if you've got multiple computers, it'll sync across all your computers. If you want to take a photo of something, you take the photo with your phone, it syncs that photo back to your desktop version. So you actually have your notes wherever you go. So Evernote is a really handy thing to have. <clears throat> the app is free and the uh, basic versions are also free on your your desktop as well okay so you download those on your desktop you download the desktop version for whatever uh, desktop you're running you set set up a free evernote account Mm -hmm. and then you download the free app from the itunes store key in your account details and they're all linked i'm grabbing these as we go by the way (laughs) (laughs) evernote's fantastic Uh, okay uh your number three in uh, utilities my number three is actually one um for anyone that has either i even enjoyed this on my three even though i know the camera is pretty average um this program is free it's um it's just full of really fun things to play with if you're ever out and about and you just want to create uh you know sort of a nice photo and obviously the standardized camera system doesn't have anything like lenses or anything like that so there is actually a program called lenses one word, and um, it has like 45 different lens capabilities to put over the top, like effects, and there's everything from crazy neon effects down to things like sepia or color toning or things like that. It is just really useful. I've found that quite a few photos that I'll take when I'm out and about, um, you know, of scenery or whatever, Mm -hmm. if I play around with a little bit, you know, remove or add some color and stuff like that, I can create the photo I actually wanted. So um, I always have that one around. Fantastic. That's free, is it? That's a free app. That's free. Cool. I'm going to give you a paid version of something like that because I do a lot of photo effects and I I do photography as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one that I use all the time is going to set you back $3.99. It's actually called Photo FX by the Tiffin Company. And it's Mm -hmm. actually – the Tiffin Company actually makes filters for real cameras. So these are the actual filters that are used in uh, – like if you buy the Tiffin filter kit for Photoshop, these are the same filters that you get in that. Fantastic filters – stacks of filters in it um it's really really good i use it all the time i take photos and then you can you know adjust them and you can manipulate the color in them and you can add all sorts of funky effects like once again neon effects and so forth so Mm. mine is uh, photo effects by tiffin yeah okay all right next uh my next one is a very expensive app this is probably one of the most expensive apps you will actually get on uh, an iPhone, uh, but it is just an amazing product. And if you have any musical interest or um, 
uh, interested in making sound, yeah. um, Beatmaker is an absolutely phenomenal oh, program. Yeah. Um, it is twenty three ninety nine. Wow. Like it is an expensive app, but it is a full music recording studio. It has a pad system so that you can start out a beat. Mm-hmm. So you can literally just load in uh, one of thousands of pre-made um, sound bites that they have. You can load your own ones in and so on and so forth. Once you have them in there, you load them onto the pad and you can actually play with them. And once you hit record, you can actually build a four bar beat. And then from that, then you have your standardized recording system, which will load up and then you can change each individual spot, add or remove files. Um, you can have up to, I think it's 16 layers on a track. Great. And it's just, it's just, I've never stopped enjoying it. And now that. you've said that, it makes me wonder, when is GarageBand coming to the iPhone, iPad? They, honestly, if they tried to sell it, there'd be no point because this thing would dominate. Unless they sold it for like five ninety nine. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, so no, that sounds fantastic. Um, the other um, music program that I really like is uh, Pianist Pro, yeah. which is really, it's an amazing keyboard. And mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet, but apparently it will, buy, via Bluetooth, act as a keyboard for GarageBand on your desktop. I haven't Which tried one? that. Uh, key, uh, Pianist Pro. Oh, wow. So I haven't tried that yet, but I've, I've heard that, that, that we'll do that. All right. So uh, now, the other, another app that I absolutely immediately needed as soon as I um, – as soon as I got my iPhone initially, one of the first things I had to do was convert something, uh, whether it be money or whether it be a distance or whether it be a weight. And I thought, oh, screw this. Why is there nothing like this on the iPhone? I went through about 10 conversion programs because there's a million of them. And finally, I went with a paid alternative. There are a bunch of free ones you can try. Mm-hmm. But the one I use is a program called Conversion by Duncan Campbell. It costs five ninety nine. It's not cheap. But it does often come up on special. So if you hold off, you can sometimes – I think I, I think I only paid like a dollar or something for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will convert anything to anything. It is really quite amazing and available in 14 languages. So it's a, it's a really good app. So if you need a conversion program, if you're in that sort of situation, mm. this one will do it for you. All right, Josh? Uh, I would also – well, my last one is – And we're going to concur on this one. <laughs> we are? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, my number one would definitely be USB disk, which yes. is one of the most amazing uh, apps I've got. When I got it, I got it because it was free, and I just pulled it down because it was like, oh, well, that seems like an interesting idea. I wonder what it does. And the ratings on it was five stars, and I was just like, there's very few apps on you know iTunes that have five stars. And I pulled it down, and it wasn't until about – probably two and a half weeks later that I really started to notice just how amazingly useful it is. Any email I get, I download it into the yeah. file so basically, basically what it does, it gives you access to the files. And exactly. so you can actually store things. Exactly. You get something in an email, you can drop it into USB disk. Um, if you get a document, USB disk can read hmm. almost any kind of document, including PDFs, including doc files, including Excel files. It will load straight into its own little program. You can actually store them on the device, and then when you plug it into iTunes, you can then remove the files onto your computer, yes. which is just fantastic. It's very handy. I've actually got USB disk on my iPhone and my iPad. Mm. There's an iPad version as well. I've got, yeah. the, I've got it on both. Fantastic program. My number one is currently on special. So if you get I know. it, if, I, I'm looking at this and I'm waiting for you to tell me what it is. If you I've get got my finger if you get on the it now, button. it's on special. It's actually more. I actually paid more than this when I bought it. Mm. Um, if you ever need your iPhone to act as a dictaphone, if you ever need it to record audio, yeah, uh, like you know, you're going out and you're grabbing an interview or you want to read something, you're going to mm. record something voice wise. There's mm. a voice recorder on the iPhone that's already built in and it's already. I know, free. and I've used it, and it's quite good. It's so I'm bad. very keen. I Pro out. Recorder by Bias, now Bias actually makes proper sound equipment, mm. is an amazing 
voice recorder that has different levels of quality that will actually record into. It records it into a file structure. It will sync back to your computer so that you can then take those files and open them up any way you want them to. You can email them out, That's which is what you do with voice recorder. Mm-hmm. But this will actually offer you syncing features. I use it a lot when I'm just thinking and I need to record something. It'll actually record and play back in two times speed and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, really interesting recorder. It just takes everything the voice recorder does already and does it better. Um, and I tend to use that a lot more than I would use basic voice recorder. At the moment, it's on sale $1.19. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, I think the regular price on it is about $6 or $7. So um, if you want it, now is the time to get it. I don't know how long it's going to be on special for. Now, I have a couple of other little apps here in the extras. Um, Now, these are in utilities. Now, these are um, uh, things that are free, kind of, and so forth. Now, um, I have my iPhone here, and I'm going to make sure I have one of these apps ready to go because uh, one of them you're going to say, what the hell do I want that for? And <laughs> so I thought I better have this ready to go. Okay, here we go. All right, there we go. All right, so now uh, if you are a Mac user and you have a mobile me account, um, now judging by this email, it sounds like he's pretty ingrained into the Mac world. If you have a mobile me account, there are a couple of apps that you must just get. Without argue, without okay. argument. Uh, MobileMe iDisk, which will give you access to your iDisk on the move, and it works magnificently well. MobileMe Gallery, which will give you access to your MobileMe photos on the go. And, uh, and Find My iPhone, which is this feature where you can locate your iPhone by the GPS. These are all free apps uh, by Apple themselves. And if you have an iPhone or an iPad, both, these are available in both formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, just download all those without argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for video editing on your iPhone, now it shoots nice high def video on the mm-hmm. iPhone 4. Um, there are two options for you, really. There's other editors out there, but the two options that are really available to you are Real Director by NextVO, which is $4.99. Uh, the advantages of Real Director by NextVO is that it's iPad and iPhone, not just a resize. It is properly formatted to both, mm-hmm. um, and it works a lot better, as far as I'm concerned, on the iPad. Um, and then for iPhone 4 users only, you could get you could download Apple's own iMovie, which is $5.99. So it's a dollar more expensive. I actually am still in two minds as to which one is better. Mm. Um, iMovie has the limitation that it's only iPhone 4. So uh, there is that limitation to it. Uh, iBooks is a must uh, for any iPhone user, and it's not so much for the iTunes bookstore, which doesn't really work in Australia anyway. Who cares about any of that? The reason why I do like iBooks, though, is that you can put any DRM-free EPUB format book or PDF into it, and it'll act as a reader, and it's free. So it's a really good reader to have for PDFs. Mm -hmm. Now, all iPhone users should run out immediately and grab themselves... Uh, this little app, which was the first app I ever downloaded, and I have kept it on my iPhone ever since. And why? I don't know. It's called the Woo button. And this is the Woo button here. I'm holding it, I'm holding it up to camera. And what is the Woo button, Josh? I don't know, Dave, but I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's the Woo so button. So <laughs> that was the fir- one of the first apps you ever downloaded. Because it was free. And I kept it on my phone, and it has amused my son for. Hours. <laughs> it's amazing. How so I... it is. It is. It will just amuse the. It'll amuse the simple-minded forever. <laughs> so yes, grab yourself the woo button. It's free, <laughs> and it's by Tight Apps. Now the other ones that I will mention really quickly in the uh, uh, utilities. I love Numero Zero, who's got the dot dot dot. 
I have the set. Thank you, <laughs> and Jay Raggy. Thank you. Better than a fart ab. Absolutely. Um, um, all right. Now uh, we will get to. So, chat room has actually thrown out a few other suggestions. We'll get to you guys in just a minute. Okay. Uh, a couple other apps that are for those who are users of these applications. Now, these do not apply to everybody. This is if you use these services, there are free apps for you. Mm-hmm. If you are a Facebook user, which is 500 million people around the world, there is an official free Facebook app, uh, which works remarkably well on the iPhone. It doesn't work so well on the iPad because it's not actually iPad formatted, but for the iPhone, it works very well. Uh, if you're on an iPad, there's a $1.99 app called Friendly, which does the same job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter. If you're a Twitter user, they have an official app. Just look for Twitter. That's free. eBay has an official app. It's free. The eBay app is awesome. It recently got updated, and it really works well. And Skype. You want to make some free phone calls over Wi-Fi. It won't work over your uh, data network, but if you're on Wi-Fi, you can use your Skype to call computers. Uh, which was uh, very nice. And I've also had to add here, of course, Stitcher Radio, which is free. And the reason why you have to get Stitcher Radio is because Tech Actually is now on Stitcher Radio. (laughs) So download a copy of Stitcher Radio and you can stream us for free. Let's talk games real quick, Josh. I'm going to take the um, social gaming side. You take the hardcore gaming side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once again, you can start... Well, not all my games. Are actually, hold on. Before, actually, before you do that, let's just run through some of these chat rooms because these are actually um, applications. Uh, I've seen Shazam mentioned a couple of times go through. Northy, thank you, you're one of them. Uh, Shazam is an app where if you hear a song on the radio or somebody's playing some music and you want to know what it is but you can't remember what it is, you yep. fire up Shazam, hold your phone up to it, play the music to it, and it will identify the track and give you the name of the track, Mm -hmm. which is really neat, and it's free. So Shazam is actually a good app. I've actually got that on my iPhone as well. Uh, Somebody said, Numero Zero has said, Ambience is a great white sound, ambient sound app. I don't Mm -hmm. exactly know why you'd want that, but anyway. Um, But whatever. If that's floats your boat, floats your boat, great. Uh, iExpenseIt is a great app for budget keeping, says Calisynth. Um, Feedler is about my most used app. It connects to Google Reader and brings you all your news in one clean app. That's good. I use uh, RSS Reader on the iPad. I use Mobile RSS. Mobile RSS. That's the one I use yeah. as well, which is on iPad as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that's the one I'm using, but that's actually a paid app. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Opera Mini Browser is an excellent alternative if you, want to, if you don't want to use Safari. I actually disagree. I tried Opera. Hated it. Took it off my phone, but okay. personal personal feelings. I, I Opera. It's interesting that Opera was allowed to go on there. A lot yeah. of people have said that. <laughs> it's like, how did they get approved? Yeah. Um, Files HD and Files Lite is uh, for that same thing. Uh, there's the USB stick. Yeah. There's another way of transferring files around. Um, okay, and uh, oh, here we go. Numero Zero says the ambient generator. I fall asleep every night to the sound of rain and thunder. I just like the sounds. I'm going to have to look that one up. All right. Let's get into games. Oh, what's this? Opera is great for sites that are... That are... Not mobile friendly. Okay. (laughs) It's a good typo. (laughs) It is quite an impressive typo. I'm surprised you could read that. (laughs) Okay. All right. So not mobile friendly. Okay, good. All right. Fair enough. Let's get up. I'm used to people with bad spelling. Cool. Uh, Games. Give us one, Josh. Uh, all right, start of my list um, is one of the first games that people turned around and started taking uh, the iPhone seriously as a gaming device, which was uh, GTA um, Chinatown Wars. That because great. A, it looked great, and B, it was the full game, and it was fourteen ninety nine when it came out. It is now, I think, $7, mm-hmm. and it is just the best $7 you will spend. I'm still going to buy that one. I haven't bought that one yet. 
but I am going to get to that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and throw out, and this will make Josh's toes curl. <laughs> I'm going to go out and throw out a free app, and I'm going to say, go out and grab yourself We Rule by NG Moco. Yeah. This is for a Don't. certain crowd of people. Yeah. Uh, this is for people like my wife, my mother, myself. Uh, it's very much like Farmville, but it doesn't have the social obligation attached to it. Um, yeah. And you basically just grow your kingdom, you know, plow your farms, and it's just something fun to pass the time, and it's free. So... Can I ask, ask, Dave, (laughs) what part of it's fun? It's soothing. That's what social gaming is all about, soothing. You lay there on the couch, you've got nothing else to do, you sit there and you plow your fields and you build a house. It's fun. Right. Okay. You've never never quite grasped social networking, have you? I have played that game and I got up to level 10, okay? I'm level 37. (laughs) And I was bored at level 10. (laughs) Anybody out there who is a We Rule player and you have a plus account, friend me. Yeah. Let's become let's become neighbor kingdoms. And Godfinger says somebody, yeah, I, you know, I was going to actually recommend Godfinger as well. But I got to say, I actually don't like the performance of Godfinger on the iPhone. It works really well on iPad. Mm. Uh, but Godfinger is another one as well, which is the same sort of idea. Mm. My wife is obsessed by Godfinger at the moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your turn. I just lost my headphones. There we go. I got them back. Um, all right. My next one, uh, I implore everyone to go out and buy now because it is the cheapest it has ever been and it will never stop being fun because this game is quite possibly one of the most important games in history ever, which is Tetris. Oh, and it yeah. runs fantastic on the device. If yes. you haven't played it yet, it is amazing. I, um, actually, I actually bought the high-def version for the iPad. You just, lost your headphones? Just completely. Anyway. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. There's no more clips to play on this one. Oh, you're losing my headphones now. Stop it. All right. <laughs> I'll just stop All right. So, yes, Tetris is well worth getting. Uh, next one I'm going to do is a $1.19 app, uh, but there is a free demo available. If you have not joined the revolution yet, it is your turn. Go get Angry Birds. Yeah, uh, I would like to put a final note on that for people and just say, yeah, okay, fine, I get it. Angry Birds is quite a bit of fun, and I have played it. It is not world-changing. It is a game that has existed for thousands of years. And when I mean thousands, I don't actually mean thousands. But um, look, it's fun for a laugh, but it is only challenging because the levels get more and more difficult as you go along. This game is not the reinvention of Christ. No, but it's great fun. I... Yeah, for a while. <laughs> it's all about fun. I finished the game last night. It's all about fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, your next one. Uh, oh, okay. Was that my next one? My next one is uh, still quite expensive, and it will be worth every dollar you pay for it. It is the greatest game. There's a demo of it, though, so you can try it for free. There is? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. So you can try it for free, but you don't have to try it. If you have an iPhone 4, it supports the Alex... What was it called? The, the Accelerometer. Movie? Accelerometer. And the gyroscope. And the gyroscope. It is uh, both... It is quite... It, when you start playing it that way and you actually get used to it, it is the revolution of um, first-person shooting in gaming on an on any mobile device. It is Nova, and Nova will... I have played through that game three times. It I'm, never I'm, gets I'm actually playing the free demo version of it at the moment on the iPad, mm. and it's even better on the iPad because it's so much more screen real estate to play with. <laughs> it's cool. Yes, mm. Nova is a lot of fun. Uh, my next one, everybody's heard of this game, and if you haven't got it on your iPhone, it's cost you three ninety nine. but go get yourself Plants vs. Zombies. It's a lot of fun. I actually totally agree with this yeah. one. There is not a person on Earth that will not enjoy this game. My flatmate is the most hardcore of hardcore gaming you will ever see, and I have seen this man get addicted to this game. And it's funny, because when I first mentioned Plants vs. Zombies, I think it was on platforms, actually,
actually many, many moons yes, ago, I was laughed at. <laughs> I, I do remember that, but I also remember that knowing nothing about it at the time, the idea of Plants vs. Zombies is a very different concept to what you actually get when you play the game. True, true. It is it's a, tower defense. Is what exactly, it is. Yeah. it's tower defense. And if it had been sold to me like that, I would have been like, it could be anything. It mm. could be sheep versus bears. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. It's all the same game. But it is a very, very good game. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, okay, your next one? Um, this one's got me curious. Oh, yeah, that's right, because yeah. that wasn't mine. Um, this one here uh, is a game made by Squaresoft, and it was really, for me, the proof that it is possible to find a game with a very good storyline and uh, take graphics, which are mind-boggling. Like, when you play the game, it is essentially a Final Fantasy game, which is what Squaresoft mm. are very well known for. Um, but the combat system is all designed around it. Um, Squaresoft are a great people for sitting down and going, what have we got to work with? What can we create with it? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Chaos Rings is one of these games. It's like when you play Chaos Rings, if you have any part of you that isn't to that kind of Final fantasy S kind of world, you just kind of sit there and you're just mind-boggled by the amount of detail they've managed to fit into the game. It's not for everyone. Because right. it's like it is very storyline based, and the char- main character is a douchebag, which I assume is story related, but um, <laughs> he is a bit difficult to deal with because he's pretty much a cock all the time. But it's just a very <laughs> curious storyline. It's like nine people, wa- well, ten people wake up in a room and get told by something that they are eventually going to fight their way through dungeons and dungeons of enemies and then kill each other. And then they're like, that's all, now get going. And it's just like, Okay, this is going to get interesting. So, yeah, very cool. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, my number four, and before I do my number four, there's a few people in the chat room who are actually already talking about tower defense games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've said the Creeps is a great tower defense game. They've said that Bio Defense HD is also a great tower defense, uh, but it'll make mm-hmm. you want to kill someone with your iPad. Um, my, um, my number four is actually a tower defense game. It's probably one of the original tower defense games on the iPad or iPhone, which is Field Runners by Subatomic mm. Studios at three ninety nine. I have put in many, many, many hours on Field Runners. Mm. I love Field Runners. Um, so I know it's highly addictive. Yeah. So um, I do recommend that highly. Um, we've also had somebody say, don't forget Pocket God. I don't know if you've actually played Pocket God, Josh, but Pocket God is I've hysterical. looked over your shoulder and I just, I'm like, this isn't a game. It's this not a game, a no. That's a, no. Well, it's not even a social networking tool. Let's be very clear. Pocket God is nothing but a diversion. And all it is is you have an island with a bunch of pygmies and you find different ways to kill them. And there's no challenge to it. It's just fun. You, and it's all accelerometer and shake. And, you know, if you shake the phone, you make an earthquake. If you turn the phone over, they all hang upside down off the planet and fall into the sky. Uh, there's a shark in the water, so you can dangle them above the water, and the shark will come up and eat them. And it got into a lot of controversy when it came out. And, uh, and they just keep expanding and adding new stuff to it. It keeps my son occupied for hours. Mm. He just sits there. Because you just, as you kill the pygmies, you just tap the top of the screen, and more pygmies fall onto the island. So you just keep making more and destroying them in various fun ways that sounds fantastic it's great fun <laughs> so yes definitely want to have a look at your last one in games roundup my last one is one that's only recently come out i was actually showing this game when it was in development as a pc game um it uh hit the world by storm when it first came out because it was just ridiculous amounts of fun uh the game's called mega worm i had a look at um, this this morning it looks great I'm exactly mega worm is uh has actually now been translated to look completely 8-bit which works really well for it um it is gory as all hell and <laughs> they've put a lot more in since it was a pc game like instead of just your worm getting longer and you'd be able to jump higher out of the um, the ground, because the whole concept is that you launch yourself out of the ground and kill as many humans 
and vehicles as you can. They've now added in all sorts of awesome abilities. You have an EMP which can blow up vehicles, and you can also jump out of the air. And if you manage to be creative enough with your jumping, you can bounce off the top of vehicles and actually hit people in parachutes. Cool. And it's just stuff like this just makes the gun. I think I'm up to level 34 now, and it is uh, ridiculously hard at that stage, but it's just so much fun. I'm going to grab that one after we finish today. Yeah. Um, and we have just had somebody, uh, Numero Zero in the chat room has said about Pocket Gods, has said, I want us to say shark-mounted lasers, freaking laser beams. Absolutely. Shark-mounted, laser beams mounted on sharks' heads is awesome. It's one of the levels in Pocket Gods. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and the harpoon. Don't forget the harpoon. Uh, <laughs> All right. And my number five, I think both Josh and I have both played this, which is 3D Mini Golf Challenge by yeah. Digital Chocolate. You can get a free demo, which will allow you to play the first, I think it's eight holes or something like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a diversion. It's 249 for the full game. I've actually finished the game. Um, and after a while, you kind of finish it and you go, okay, well, that's it. But for a couple of days it's going to be a lot of fun mm. uh, and it's a nice way to spend time when you just have to wait somewhere yeah. um, so that was a lot of fun now we've got a couple of extras um, the only uh, we had other extras I mean you can get chicks which is the reason why I put chicks there is because I've been looking for lemmings for a long time yeah. and lemmings is nowhere to be seen chicks is the closest I've come to a lemming style game that works mm. uh, you can find that it's from Trinity Interactive Dollar Nineteen. and the other one I wanted to say for all those people out there who do play Farmville I'm not one of you anymore I don't play Farmville anymore I haven't for months but if you do, the Farmville app by Zynga on the iPhone actually works remarkably well. It's free, and uh, you, but you have to have a Facebook account and a Facebook Farmville happening for it to work. Um, there was actually one other thing I just wanted to mention. I think Josh will back me up on this as well. If you haven't downloaded it yet, pull down the free demo of uh, Epic Citadel. Oh, for sure. Because no, I pull that thing out daily. Epic Citadel isn't a game yet. It is just a walkthrough where you can control your person and walk through the uh, Unreal Engine on the iPhone. The game is coming soon, but it is well worth grabbing for free because it'll show you what an iPhone 4 can actually do. Mm. Uh, it's also available on iPad. Mm. Uh, but iPhone 4... It works on a 3GS as well. Oh, there you go. So it's an amazing looking thing, yeah. and it's well worth downloading and just having a look at. Okay, that's it. That's our roundup for the day. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was useful. There are so many more chat room is going berserk with um uh, with people offering more and more advice if you have apps that you think are phenomenal and you think we should talk about them on the show send them to geek tech at geekactually.com and we will have a look at them i would actually be very very interested in having a look at any apps out there ipad or iphone we have access to both um, and we'd be really interested in seeing what you guys are looking at and what you guys are playing. And we'll talk about them because, as I say, we're probably going to start doing a pick of the week. So yeah. um, definitely start sending these uh, suggestions in. Mm. We also have a voicemail line. You can leave us a voicemail at 02801131167. Excuse me. It's a Sydney number. And if you are international and you don't want to have to dial a Sydney number, uh, make contact with us via Skype. The Skype ID is Geek Actually. Before you leave your voicemail, you will have to be approved. So make sure you put a note saying who you are because mm -hmm. we do get spammed on that account as well. And I want to throw out a very quick shout-out to our friend, uh, Josh Spencer, who did our lovely new artwork, which we're very grateful for. Yeah. He's at attackninja.blogspot.com, and you can find out more information about him. And we also have another show that you should listen to, which is also on the Stitcher.com or Stitcher Radio, <laughs> which is, of course, our film actually show, which is coming up right now. So we're going to have to move out of here pretty soon um, because our guest is arriving. Uh, but you can find that. It's film actually. We talk about movies. This week we're doing The Girl Who Played With Fire. 
there. Uh, and we also have the Geek Actually After Show, which you should also check out because it's a lot of fun. Also, check out last week's Geek Actually After Show, particularly because it was our 100th episode special. Mm. Josh, I heard about this site. Uh, it's, <laughs> there... called, it's called DLC... Something, Something, yes. Uh, RawDLC.com is the uh, other website that I um, run. I guess one of the people that runs it. You admin. (laughs) I admin the site. Um, No, uh, the site is about uh, games and other irreverence, so such kind of things. Uh, We go out once a week in a live show on Tuesdays. Uh, at 8 o'clock at night. Make sure that you come check us out. There is always a massive group of miscreants running around that chat room. (laughs) Um, They're awesome. They're very friendly. And uh, anybody who hasn't been over there, come and join us. Uh, I see a few people from our chat room here that occasionally uh, will switch over and jump. We do have a lot of crossover. Yeah. (laughs) But look, um, uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, don't forget to check out the site. We always have new posts up. Fantastic. You can find that at rawdlc.com. And yep. don't forget to check out their live show at uh, DLC Live. Can somebody please tell me, um, Dragon Dictation was brought up for the iPhone. Um, guys, what would I look under to find that? Because that's actually a very important app I've been looking for for a very long time. Apparently, it's really good. I heard Leo Laporte talking about it the other day. Apparently, it I just very well. It, it, this, it doesn't come up under Dragon. So now, if somebody could tell me Numero what Zero's I need to look said, for. Numero Zero has also said, so while, that, while you're waiting for that to come up in the chat room, uh, look for Dictation. I'm doing that right now. Uh, Numero Zero has brought up the Epic Citadel won't work on iPod Touch, as a side note. Now, I don't know if that's true of all iPod Touches. It may work on the new editions. Uh, because it probably is taking it probably is taking advantage of the A4 processor, mm-hmm. and the earlier iPod touches didn't have the A4 processor, so it's very possible that it may not work on those for that reason. I don't know. That's a guess, uh, or it might just not work on the iPod Touch. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, anybody out there with an iPod Touch, try and download Epic Citadel. Tell us what model number you have of the iPod Touch, what generation, and uh, tell us if it works or not. That way we can try and piece this little mystery together. All right. I think that's it. I think we're done. Absolutely. I think we're going to get out of here. Um, If nobody has anything else to add, um, we're going to move into our film show. uh, So stick with us for that. Uh, Josh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, man. Chat room, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you all next week. (laughs) 